Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through some sell high players going into week three of the NFL season. So these are players that I think have overachieved in weeks one and two of the NFL season. And so I think right now their value is basically at its peak and it would be advantageous for you guys to move these players off of your team. While you guys are watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me a lot and I would appreciate it. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be about this video. It could be waiver wire pickups, trade advice, start sits, anything fantasy football related. I will make sure to respond back to you. And then after you guys have watched this video, I already have my buy low trade targets and waiver wire target videos posted. So go check those out. But let's just get right into it. Starting off with my first sell high player, and it's going to be Adam Thielen. And at this point of the season, I think it's probably safe to say that Adam Thielen was an underrated asset going into this year. You know, he was being picked outside the top 24 wide receivers. You know, he was somewhere in that wide receiver 25, wide receiver 26 range. And after watching him play in two games, that was probably too low. He's the wide receiver four in points per game so far, averaging 23.1 PPR points per game, and then really just has gone out and had two solid weeks of production. Week one, nine receptions for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Week two, six receptions for 39 yards and a touchdown. But when I'm looking at this Vikings team, I still think that Justin Jefferson is the wide receiver one. I think when you look back at the end of the season, Jefferson's going to have the better fantasy numbers and the better overall numbers. Adam Thielen has kind of just started out pretty hot, and I just don't think he can keep up this insane pace. We talked about how he was very touchdown dependent last year. You know, he scored 14 touchdowns in 2020. He had never scored more than nine in a previous season. You know, maybe he can get close to that 14 number, but still where he's at right now, I don't think his value is ever going to be higher. And when you're trading him, I really think you can market him as a mid-tier wide receiver one. If someone wants to overreact to his huge first two weeks, then you have to take advantage of that. And I would kind of be shopping him for maybe some of these lower to mid-tier wide receiver ones that we were looking at going into the season. So players like DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, you know, obviously they both have kind of underachieved in the first two weeks. But when we look back at the season, I'm almost positive they're both going to have better numbers than Adam Thielen. And I'd be totally comfortable giving up Adam Thielen plus, you know, a depth piece for maybe a Metcalf or an AJ Brown. You know, those are kind of just guys that I'm throwing out there. You could work in a bunch of different options, but just kind of looking for players who have overachieved where you can buy low for them and then sell Adam Thielen high. The next player I'm going to talk about, it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. And I actually had him listed as a buy low last week, but he's going to have to be a sell high for week three. Zeke went out, had a really solid week two, put up 17.7 PPR points, 16 carries, 71 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and then two receptions for 26 yards. But if we're just looking at it, Pollard's usage is so incredibly alarming. You know, after week one, I had him listed as a buy low because if we're being honest, going up against that Bucks defense, I don't really think anyone expected him to have a monster game. And he was kind of the clear RB1. He outtouched Tony Pollard by a pretty decent amount. And so it looked like, you know, once he had a favorable matchup, he really was going to be that workhorse. But that is really not what we saw this week. Even though Zeke outsnapped Tony Pollard 45 to 21, you know, that's a pretty big difference. He only had 55% of the carries and only 40% of the targets. That's Zeke. And I mean, Pollard has 23 touches on the season, but he has been so incredibly efficient and effective when given the ball. In those 23 touches, he's turned that into 183 yards and a touchdown. 
and this was really an ideal game script from Zeke. The Cowboys only attempted 27 pass attempts. I think that's probably going to be one of the lowest pass attempt numbers for the entire season, and Zeke still wasn't able to put up a monster game. Right, 17.7 points is good, but for where you drafted Zeke, you probably want his overall average to be around that 18 point mark, and I just don't think you're going to get there for him. So when I'm looking to trade Zeke, I honestly right now would probably trade him straight up for Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, and maybe even guys like Antonio Gibson and Najee Harris. So I think this is a prime, prime opportunity to sell Zeke because if he goes out there week three, has a really kind of even split between himself and Tony Pollard, and he doesn't get into the end zone, then I really think his value is just going to totally fall off. And it is pretty concerning because for Zeke, honestly, if he wasn't on that massive contract, I really think they may just be rolling with Tony Pollard right now. He has been the more effective guy. And if the Cowboys are going to be competing for a playoff spot, they're going to want the best overall player on the field. So this week, I'm going to be trying to unload all of my Ezekiel Elliott shares. Now, the third player I'm going to talk about is going to be Marvin Jones Jr. He has got off to a very hot start this year, averaging 18.1 points per game and just has had back-to-back very good performances. Week one, he had five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Week two, six receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. But I just want out of this Jacksonville Jaguars offense. I want no pieces. I don't want Lawrence. I don't want Jones. I don't want LaVisca. I don't want Chark. I don't want James Robinson. I want out of all of it. And I think if you can get any like top 24 wide receiver, for Marvin Jones. You need to pull the trigger on that right away. Urban Meyer is just running that offense into the ground. They've looked terrible. You know, even though Marvin Jones had a really solid week two, he literally scored basically all of those points on the first drive. And then the rest of the game, the team was just terrible. I don't think you can trust anyone on this offense. And then he's also competing with two very other solid wide receivers. You've got LaVisca and DJ Chark who are going to be getting targets. So there's just way too many mouths to feed for me to be trusting Marvin Jones. I do not think he's going to keep up, you know, his 18.1 point per game average. I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious, but I'd be going out offering him for guys like Sutton, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Chase Claypool. I'd honestly be willing to give up, you know, Marvin Jones plus maybe a depth guy for some of these players just because I want him off my team so badly. And honestly, you're already going to be turning a profit because he was a pretty late round wide receiver pick. And so if you can get him for any of the players I mentioned, that should be a total win for you. The last player I'm going to be selling high on is going to be Devin Singletary. And he has kind of unexpectedly become the leader of this backfield. You know, going into the season, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a committee, but most people gave the slight edge to Zach Moss to kind of be the RB1, you know, even though it was going to be a split. But then going into week one, Zach Moss was actually a healthy scratch and Devin Singletary was the clear RB1, and that's really how you have to market him. When you're trading him, you should be saying Devin Singletary is the RB1 of a pretty solid offense for the Buffalo Bills. He's averaged 14.1 points per game the first two weeks of the season, and he's coming off a very big week two where he had 17.1 PPR points. But here's the thing, Zach Moss was heavily involved week two. You know, from being a healthy scratch, he came in eight carries, got in the end zone twice, which means they're feeding him in the red zone. And Devin Singletary just does not have a monopoly over these touches. Zach Moss also out-targeted Devin Singletary. So just a lot of negative things to see if you are a Devin Singletary owner. And I just don't think I'd ever feel confident throwing him into my lineup. You know, maybe if you have like two running backs on buy or injuries, then he could be a potential flex play. But I mean, if Devin Singletary is in my lineup, I probably don't feel great about that week. 
So I'd be looking to move him for guys like Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin. If you're trying to trade him for Edmonds and Gaskin, you probably need to give up Devin Singletary plus, you know, an extra piece to get those guys. But I think that'd be totally worth it because those are players that you can at least feel confident in as like your running back three. And then also maybe players like Mike Davis and Leonard Fournette. Just kind of search around and see what you can get for Devin Singletary because I think if you don't trade him this week and you know he goes out week three, isn't a dead split with Zach Moss and doesn't get into the end zone, then everyone's really going to have their eyes opened to what is going on in this Buffalo Bills offense. And then he's almost going to become worthless on your team. You know, you're just not going to be able to move him for what you could have gotten this week. So those are the four players that I would be selling high on going into week three. If you guys enjoyed this video, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Do you agree that we should be selling high on these players? Do you have some other guys in mind that you're going to be selling high on? Let me know down below. I'll be responding to every single comment. But thank you guys for stopping by. Stay tuned for my start sits, which I'm going to be posting tomorrow for the running back and wide receiver positions. But thank you guys again, and I'll see you next time.